What I've really learned from this is that when you're young or old, and if you have an injury, and it's hard for CrossFitters because you always want more, 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 more. But I think one thing that I can instill upon some of the listeners and viewers is that no matter what, if you have an injury, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Like I've had knee injuries. I've had brain injuries. I was out of being physical for eight months. If you drop down to a certain point, just try and work your way back. Don't try and be where you were before and continue with your community and, you know, try and go up and be upset at yourself because you're not there. Be happy for those have that moved up, but try and do your best to kind of work your way back to physical fitness. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. This episode is one of a series of pursuing health stories. Here, I feature the inspiring stories of regular everyday people who've used lifestyle to overcome some incredible health challenges. And in this week's episode, I share a conversation with longtime CrossFit athlete, Vanessa Liu, whose life changed when she suddenly experienced a ruptured brain aneurysm one day while working out. Vanessa shares how during this traumatic experience, it was the quick reaction of her CrossFit community who helped her to receive the appropriate medical attention and set her on a speedy road to recovery. We also talk about the importance of undergoing regular medical screenings, even for healthy individuals. And I absolutely loved how Vanessa's resilience and mindset came through as she talked about admiring others' achievements, but keeping her own focus on celebrating her progress as she continues to recover. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. And with that, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm very excited to be here with Vanessa Liu and excited to hear your story. You've had a really remarkable journey, especially over the last three years. Um, but I thought maybe we could start with how you got into CrossFit in the first place and what your athletic background was before that. You know, um, so I'm a little older than, um, when CrossFit was born. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got into CrossFit because a friend of mine was a CrossFit coach and I was training for my second New York city marathon. I've always been active. Um, I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. I've run two New York city marathons. I've always done something. Mm -hmm. Um, so he said, well, let me train you, uh, weight training while you're doing your running. Um, so that's how it started. And, um, Throughout, I think my, that was, um, 2011 Mm -hmm. and, um, the road has taken me to learn more about CrossFit and functional fitness so much. So I got my level one training certification, Mm -hmm. um, four years ago and really not to be a trainer, but for more knowledge. Yes. Yes. You know, um, women typically, aren't they don't grow up with the barbell 
Mm-hmm. That's changed though, right? Yes, <laughs> it has. It's exciting to be, I think, uh, a young woman or have young girls today and know that they can grow up with a barbell and, and have role models who lift weights and that it's, it's cool. Yes. Um, one gal at our, our local gym, not only does the mom do it, who's my age, but her daughter, Izzy, also does it. And her daughter, Izzy, just graduated high school and is all, just became also a level one training. So she's going to grow up with this, which is wonderful. That's amazing. That's amazing. What did you notice that CrossFit did for you early on for your running or for um, just other areas of life? You know, I think overall, um, it made me stronger and it was great for my confidence, my mm-hmm. self-confidence as a woman too. And as, as an Asian woman too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally so. relate to that. Totally. That's amazing. Okay. So in, you know, you've been doing it for now 10 years. Um, how was CrossFit, like what role was CrossFit playing in your life? Were you doing it a few times a week to support running? Or I know you said you nope. got level one, was it? Did it become yep. more of a everyday five day a week sort of thing? So um, it was it it became um, five six days a week while I was running, and I was running less. Okay, and only doing like long runs and recovery mm-hmm. runs. Um, that progressed for the last few years. Um, so I still go to the gym five or six days a week, mm-hmm. um, religiously. Mm-hmm. because it's become my community, my yes. family, so to speak. Yes. And, and the gym is like a family and the people that are there, I see more than some of my family members. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What have been some of the things that you are most, most excited about or proud of that you learned or accomplished through CrossFit? Like um, double unders, you know, I mean, I think it gives you the confidence uh, mentally and physically, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been fit, but you know, when you do your first handstand, holds, mm-hmm. uh, kipping handstand, when you learn to butterfly your pull-ups, mm-hmm. when you get your first double under and really it's just trying, trying, trying and rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm that. That's great. You know, great. and then, but, but what's also great about CrossFit is that there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. There's always something to get better at. So even though you learn certain movements, you're always working on things. Right. You never master it all. There's always yes. still room for improvement. It's so true. It's so true. So, you know, CrossFit obviously has been a big part of your life and has been your community. And then something happened in the CrossFit gym about three years ago, that was very scary for you. Can you take us through what happened that day? Yes. Um, so it was um, 2018, um, Labor Day Monday, and my family and I had just come back from um, summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And I got up to go to the gym for the first class on Monday morning. And um, I blacked out. I literally like blacked out. I had at the time, I didn't know what was, I didn't know anything. Um, I was hospitalized and unconscious for 16 days. And I was in the hospital for 22 days. And when I started to wake up, I was in a hospital bed. And I had asked for my phone. And I had a port on me. 
and a diaper on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what I learned is I had a ruptured brain aneurysm. Wow. And um, it was right frontal lobe. So um, the doctor had mentioned, you know, I won't remember a thing. And I didn't. Um, the only thing I remember from those 16 days was looking up, opening my eyes and being in the ambulance and saying, I want to go home. Wow. And they said, you're not going home. And I don't remember anything else prior to that or in the 16 days. Wow. I don't remember going down. I don't remember anything. But for me, it was family history. And my grandmother, my uncle had it. Okay. Um, but part of my recovery, too, was my speedy recovery, even though it took eight months, was because of CrossFit and because I was in such good physical shape. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I would have, and even the doctors said, I don't think you would have recovered as fast. And, it, and with all brain um, injuries, it's more of a marathon versus a sprint. Mm -hmm. um, so um, it took eight months to recover. Wow. And it was slow and it was very difficult from going, being very physical five, six days a week at the gym to no cardio, no lifting anything over five pounds, nothing to send blood to the brain. Wow. That's so awesome. it was just keep everything peaceful and calm. Mm -hmm. But it was really the CrossFit community that kind of jumped in and helped because I literally just like went down and blacked out. And I was lucky that at a lot of CrossFit boxes, there are medical community and first responders that are patrons mm -hmm. and members of the gym. So the, the day of my accident, the gym, the um, coach on hand is a part-time or full-time firefighter. Two of the members there were nurses. One is an ICU nurse. Wow. So you were in good hands. And, and another member was coming into the gym and he is also a firefighter. So they, including everybody else, kind of jumped into action mm -hmm. to make sure because I went down and because it was a, a ruptured brain aneurysm and the blood was to the brain, I blacked out and it was look, it looked like I was seizuring, but it was the vasospasms. Okay. That was making me convulse and shake being on the ground, mm -hmm. but they jumped in, called the ambulance uh, my friend Becca, the ICU nurse, she called the ambulance and she said, no, I need a particular type of ambulance. And I think it was like a CL ambulance or something that came, but um, she called for a different ambulance. Mm -hmm. They loaded me into the ambulance and she said, where are you taking her? And she said, no, she redirected the ambulance to take me to a different hospital. Um, and with these type of injuries, it's brain time. Mm -hmm. Every second counts. That's amazing. Yes. Well, amazing that, like you said, that you were there at that time with so many people who had the right experience and the knowledge to help. And even those little decisions in the moment that, like you said, make a big difference when it's your brain on the line. Yep. And I think, you know, everybody at the gym wanted to help. You know, the music went off everybody was kind of shocked and 
people even that don't have medical background or first responding background wanted to help and wanted to do something, which makes, you know, the CrossFit community so wonderful. It does. It does. Wow. So that had to have been pretty, you know, I can't imagine waking up after that much time and starting to piece together what had happened and, and kind of hearing the story after not, not being aware of everything that had happened. Um, what was that? What was that process like for you in the initial few days after waking up in the hospital? Um, it was very difficult because I didn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what happened to me. I couldn't move out of the bed because I was hooked up literally by to all these dreams mm-hmm. that were coming out of my head. Um, but I think CrossFitters are very resilient and very strong and very grounded. Mm-hmm. So um, I slowly had to get up, walk around after a few days with, you know, hooked up to all these machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, they had shaved my head and I had staples in my scalp. Mm-hmm. So before I left the hospital, I just GI jane it off. <laughs> just, <laughs> let's Go just start it. fresh. Yeah. Start from the beginning. And, and, you know, start the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, so I can kind of get back to where I once was and what is a happy place for myself. Mm-hmm. What were the, the biggest symptoms that you experienced at first? What were the areas that you really had to focus on in recovery? Um, so in recover, the symptoms prior to, um, going down, I didn't have any. Well, after you woke up, I guess what, but after, after, after I woke up, um, the recovery was long. I had eight months of recovery before I could do anything. And that, um, included not only, so I was on Keppra because of the seizure and vasospasms. So after a few months out of the hospital, it took a few months even to come off of the Keppra because it's such a powerful drug. Um, but I had to learn how to walk and talk and everything again. And I had to take a, um, through Department of Motor Vehicles, I had to take um, medical road test again. Okay. And that was very intensive, like very cognitive, mm-hmm. um, looking through a viewfinder, um, press where the dots are, tell me what quadrant they're in. I had to um, do physical um, um, sheets like uh, connecting the dots, A, B, C, um, one, two, threes. Then they would combine it, A, B, one, two, three. So it was A to one, one to B. <laughs> it, was, it was difficult for on, on regularly. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But just, you know, having to go back and relearn, it sounds like everything, you know, I think maybe some people listening probably can, people can relate of rehabbing an injury of one specific body part at a time and how frustrating that is, but imagining relearning everything, like you said, from walking to talking to, you know, your cognitive capacity too. that that's Mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I think what I've really learned from this is that um, when you're 
young or old. And if you have an injury um, and it's hard for CrossFitters because you always want more, 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 more. But I think one thing that I can instill upon some of the listeners and viewers is that no matter what, if you have an injury, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Like I've had knee injuries. I've had brain injuries. I was out of being physical for eight months. If you drop down to a certain point, just try and work your way back. Don't try and be where you were before and continue with your community and, you know, try and go up and be upset at yourself because you're not there. Um, be happy for those have that moved up, but try and do your best to kind of work your way back to physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Keep things in perspective. Yeah. What was it like for you then return your process of returning to the gym and the gym community after being in the hospital? Um, the gym, um, the box that I go to CrossFit 908 is a husband and wife team, Tim and Aaron Carroll, and they've created such a wonderful community. Mm. Um, the day of, um, my accident, um, she ran to the hospital with the video footage of what had happened so so that she can show the doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, and during my recovery, all of the coaches there were so supportive there. And I think they're supportive of not only if you had an injury, but if you're not feeling great, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Safety first, Mm -hmm. you know, you can always scale. You'll still get a great workout of scaling, Mm -hmm. you know, so don't feel like you have to go RX. You have to go CRX. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't always, right. You know, Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that, you know, during the road to recovery, that is what you need to, th- what anyone needs to think about. Listen to your body, mm-hmm. see how you go. You can get a workout, jumping rope, sing- doing singles. You don't have to do doubles all the time. You don't have to do um, pull-ups all the time. You can do jumping and still get a great workout and still be physically fit but listen to your body and your injuries and build slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Are you, where are you at in terms of your CrossFit ability now compared to before the injury? Are you limited in any way um, because of the um, aneurysm that you had? Um, there are some movements like combination movements mm-hmm. that, give me headaches and I just slow down and I work, walk. It's the, the running and handstand pushups yeah. because you're inverted <laughs> you're landing on your head. And yeah. then even when you're running, you know, you have a tight ponytail or something and you're trying to run fast. Yeah. So sometimes that gives me a headache, but when that does, I just slow it down. Mm-hmm. Even, even sometimes the pacing, you know, if something doesn't feel right, I'll just slow it down. Mm-hmm. And Um, I did my first CrossFit competition that summer before my accident. And one of the gals at the gym has gone so far beyond where I was before, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy for her Mm -hmm. um, because she was a gymnast and she can, you know, 
handstand hold on dumbbells. Oh, wow. um, she's muscle upping with, you know, her weight vest on. Yeah. I'm very happy for her. I know at some point I won't get there, but I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. I can still go to the gym every day, get a great workout, sweat, work really hard, still challenge myself mm-hmm. and still be a great athlete, mm-hmm. not to where some other people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it sounds like you have such a great perspective. And like you said, really kind of competing with yourself and where you're at and not um, necessarily with everybody else or getting distracted by that and starting to do things that maybe aren't best for you just because you're trying to keep up with everybody else. Yeah. Great. And you mentioned that this, um, you did have a family history and your grandmother and your uncle both had um, aneurysms as well. And at some point you, they had encouraged you to get checked out. Um, but I think you said that because you were so healthy, you didn't think that that necessarily applied to you. Can you just talk a little bit more about that and anything that um, you learned from that process? Sure. So I think medically um, there are certain um, problems or diseases or family history that no matter what, if somebody recommends something to you, you should probably go get it checked out. And me, I was fit. I was a little bit younger. I was like, eh, I don't have to. I'm fine. I'm okay. Right. You know, I eat healthy. I, I go to the gym. I'm all right. You know, right. but, you know, heart disease, certain things um, are ticking time bombs. And you don't know physically what's going on inside your body, even though externally you're feeling great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up and emphasize it because I think it is, especially in our community where we are generally very healthy, where we try to eat well and we exercise and we have great community. Um, and so many chronic diseases really are linked to lifestyle. So it's, it can be easy to think, okay, you know, I'm doing all the right things. How could I possibly get sick or anything could happen to me? But it's true. Sometimes there's just things that are outside of our control. And so whether it's a family history and you want to get screening or whether it's just your routine cancer screenings, like pap smears and colonoscopies Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, I've talked to people who have, have ignored those things because they thought they were healthy and doing all the right things. And later on, they come to find out they have a later stage cancer that wasn't caught, you know, that could have been caught earlier. So I'm just glad that you brought that point up too. Um, cause I think it's important, especially for this audience where we are all healthy and in general, we probably are going to be, um, fine and, and not have to, uh, endure any of these unexpected things, but it's always better to know up front and catch them early if we can. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep. Um, any other takeaways or lessons from this crazy experience that you hope to, um, share with others? Um, no, I would just say, you know, listen to your body, go get your regular checkups, um, listen to your family history. Um, and like everybody in this community, you know, work hard and, you know, the community is a wonderful supportive community you know anytime where I've ever been on vacation and dropped in at local boxes everybody is always warm and friendly and you get to meet new people and and do great things you know we are lucky to be part of this community it is amazing 
That's amazing. Well, I want to wrap up with three questions that I ask everyone on the podcast. So the first one is what are the three things that you do now on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health? Um, going to the gym by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that if I didn't, if I went to the gym less or did less, um, my recovery wouldn't have been as, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And what did you, did, were you able to go to the gym through COVID or did you move to home workouts and did you notice any difference there? Yep. My gym had um, zoom workouts at first. Um, they had outdoor workouts um, and it was a very tough year for them. Um, but because there, there's a supportive community, mm-hmm. there's a core group that always stayed. Stuck together. That's great. That That's stayed great. until until masks were lifts, lifted. I mean, there was a point where um, they squared out boxes in the gym. Mm-hmm. That was your designated space. There are, you know wipes and hand towels and sanitizer in each box you have your equipment there we had to mask up you know at first and it was difficult to do that mm-hmm. but um everybody does what they can yeah yeah you know that's great so. that you all were able to stay a close community through the challenging time okay so mm-hmm. going to the gym is one two more things that have a positive impact on your health um my family and, and really the community, mm-hmm. you know, um, my family is very supportive. The community is very supportive, um, not only of your physical, but your mental health too, mm-hmm. you know, because it goes hand in hand. And I think that the physical helps, you know, the endorphins going and everything. And, you know, it's just a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They do go hand in hand. Um, that's great. What about one thing that you think would have an impact on your health, but you have a hard time implementing it or something that you're working on? Um, I think that everybody works on something. Um, physically, I can't, I mean, I've had so much in the past several years. I had surgery last year too during COVID. Oh, wow. Um The surgery was scheduled before COVID hit. I had uh, fibroids and cysts. So I was scheduled for a hysterectomy, Mm -hmm. but it was pushed back because of COVID. And during COVID, I had to have, when they started having surgeries again, I was able to have that procedure. So again, when people talk about, you know, their physical fitness, dropping down and coming back dropping down and coming back, it's okay. Mm-hmm. it's okay to do those things, um, to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and your body. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Such a great message. All right. Last question is what does a healthy, healthy life look like to you, Vanessa? Um, good people, um, good friends, um, being physically fit and just not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. If I can just say one thing to everybody um, is just do something. Mm-hmm. And it may or may not be if it's CrossFit, wonderful. If it's yoga, wonderful. If it's mall walking, great. Mm-hmm. But just do something. Just don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's perfect. And a great note to end on. Well, 
Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's clear that you are incredibly resilient and your perspective is very inspiring too, because, you know, you've obviously been through a lot these last few years and it's just, it's clear how important your attitude has been and having that community around you, like you said, in your family. So thank you so much for sharing with all of us and best of luck on whatever comes next in your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you or someone you know has a story to share on a future episode of Pursuing Health, please write me at info at pursuing-health.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please also consider subscribing and giving it a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does help to get the word out to more people. 